There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Friday. Gloria and Julia's show. Let's get you in the mood. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday. Holly Roberts is in for uh, Lori today. Lori will be back with us on Monday. And, of course, God, today we will give you one final opportunity to win uh, Sarah Bareilles concert tickets, as we'll do guest the celebrity voice. Yes, we will. TGIF, people. In movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we are. Yes. How's everybody doing? Fine, thanks. Yeah. Good, yeah, good, we're good. good. Yep. good. The yep. snow was kind of pretty. Sure. Um, when it was coming sure. down this morning, I thought it was kind of pretty. I mean, the flakes were so big. Yeah, they were chunky. They were kind of cute, but you know, that's all we can say about that. All right, moving on. Happy birthday in the club to guess who? Beverly Cleary. Beverly Cleary. Who is that? Yes. She is a children's book author that is still with us. She's 103 years old. She wrote one of my favorite books, Ramona the Pest, which I still will sign things Ramona or, you know. So you loved Ramona Quimby. I loved up. her. But it was kind of, it's interesting about her. So she, a couple years ago, did an interview with, um, oh, one of the people, Jenna Bush Hager on uh, the Today Show. And she talked about it was when it was her 100th birthday. And, um, you know, Jenna's like, well, how do you feel? You know, you're turning a hundred and da, 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 da. And she goes, well, I didn't do it on purpose, (laughs) which I kind of like. My mom would say something like that. Um, and here's what she said about, um, making it to a hundred. I remember a very earnest conversation my best friend and I had when we were, I guess, freshmen in high school about how long we wanted to live. And we decided 80 was the cutoff date. Isn't that kind of funny? Because I think a lot of people have these conversations like there's all these parameters around it. I will live to forever if I have my brain, if I can still walk, sure. you know, not being too much pain. I think everybody has that. So that that was hers. But I um, she loves that children still love her books. And here's what, how, why she started writing. She grew up in rural Oregon and um, she came on to books slowly. She says she didn't really begin even reading till second grade wow. and found Ooh. children's books that she was reading at the time, uninteresting. Books in those days back in the 1920s had been published in England. 
And the children had nannies and pony carts, and they seemed like a bunch of sissies to me, she said. (laughs) We're talking about Beverly Cleary Cleary turning 103. Really reading things like The Secret Garden and A Little Princess. Very precious. Very precious. And she just said that, you know, she wanted to write about real characters that tackle real experiences and emotions that American children have. And, you know, from getting stuck in your new boots in a muddy uh, parking lot to posters to convince a father to stop smoking, Ramona and her pals were un- were recognizable as a mirror. And I just, I loved Ramona the Pest books. Oh, yeah. I thought they were good. So Beezus anyway. and Ramona was a classic. I, I feel like most people have probably come across a Beverly Cleary book in their childhood. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, well, happy birthday, I kind of Beverly thought, Cleary. I thought that was fun. Yes. Um, okay, so we other things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bette Midler. She got um, the New York Botanical Garden named a flower after her. Well, look at her the, all fancy. The flower, the New York uh, Botanical Garden, is named a flower. The Divine Miss M. Perfect. In honor of her, it's been planted in the Peggy Rockefeller Rose Garden to celebrate the 40th anniversary of her breakout film, 1979's Well, she does a lot of work for the New York City Gardens. She does. She plants trees. She does a lot. The flower is described as totally decadent with a huge dollop of whipped cream with overtones of antique white and slight golden hue and fragrance of myrrh and lime. Oh, wow. Fancy. Yeah. How? That would be kind of cool to have a flower. Yeah. What would you want named after you? Like if if you were really kind of something Ooh, wow. popular, would you want a street? Would you want a building? What would be something that would kind of honor you? How about the name of a tree? Some a tree? kind of tree. tree. Yeah. yeah. Because a building, you know, those kind of come and go. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like maybe, you know, park benches and bricks with and limericks. things. With uh-huh. dirty limericks uh-huh. on them, you know. <laughs> dirty, just limericks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, how about a tree? Something like that where it's like, here's a type of tree. And we can plant the tree and then there you go. Huh. You'd like, Donnie, what would you want named after I'm going to go for a pizza named a after me. Pizza? The Donnie, yeah. the DL. It's going to be a special, left. special certain toppings. Okay, what is, what is your special topping? Well, let's see. It's going to have uh, extra cheese, but it's not going to be your normal cheese. It's, we'll put a different kind of cheese. Well, what kind? Different cheese. Uh, we're going to put cheddar on it. Ew. No, I like cheddar on pizza, too. Cheddar on pizza. I it's going it. to have uh, anchovies. Oh, Donnie. It's my pizza. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's called the Donnie. You go in and you say, hey, give me a Donnie. Okay, like a cheddar, large? anchovies. Cheddar, anchovies, and uh, let's see, uh, Canadian bacon. Oh, now that is one thing I can't stand. You don't like Canadian bacon? I've decided I don't like it. Oh, Too okay. areolish for you? No, you know, I used to, I ate a pizza, it was like a meat supreme or something, and they, that they put on so much of that, because I used to love Canadian bacon and pineapple. Like, mm, that was my go-to cheese. You know, the Hawaiian. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I still like it. But you know what a pizza has to have? And you put anchovies on it, Donnie? Yeah. It has to have fennel. Oh, fennel's. Love fennel. Like, I sprinkle extra. Like, if I have a Jack's or a Haggies or something. You fancy it up. I fancy it up with banana peppers. You know, the yellow ones? Mm Mm-hmm. Sliced up and fennel. Wow. You know, I've learned something really valuable today. Well, do you like pizza? Then I'm never going to eat pizza with you, too. No, do you? What do you like? Just plain cheese? (laughs) Yeah, just plain cheese, pizza, margarita, something like that. Usually I have to order meat if I'm eating with my significant other. I want pepperoni. I'm like, what are you, eight years old? Come on. Let's go. Let's get all the protein in my neck and cheese. A little more sophisticated order than that. But I'll eat pretty much any pizza.
Okay. Just Except for the, Donnie's and mine. Yeah. yeah. Except for Donnie's and yours. Mm. Oh, yeah. More for me. That's right. <laughs> the Divine Miss M. Yep. Some say love. I mean, think of that movie and they still, since we have started, you know, in the early 2000s, there was always going to be a biopic yeah. on um, Janis Joplin, yeah, the woman in who inspired the rose. So many different people have gone to that one must just be hard to no, make for know. some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe development hell because Pink was supposed to be doing it at one point. Uh, Renee yep. Zellweger, I believe, mm-hmm. was attached yep. to do it at uh, one Amy point. Adams. Amy, Amy Adams, Michelle Williams, yes. right? It just keeps going yeah. through them. I feel like at a certain point, people are just not going to be compelled to watch that movie anymore. Well, mm-hmm. you could do, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just time is passing, and so you know, maybe Janis it- Joplin's fan base. Just, well, but, well, you know, I, Ray Charles had a biopic. Grant, True. Charlie Chaplin a, got one not too long ago. No, that like was about 30, 30 years ago. ago. Was it 30 <laughs> years ago? Yeah. But good try. Yeah. Time, <laughs> time is ephemeral, but Julia. Ray Charles, I think Ray Charles' music is more universal than Janis Joplin. Well, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, there. but I still, yeah. I feel like that 70s, just crazy outpours, you know, crazy rock and roll scene people kind of want to know about. Well, we're it's bracing. more the sixties. She was she was dead in seventy. Oh, for God's sake! So I think Whatever. she died in seventy. Sixty seventy. Yeah. But yeah, but I would I, like to see it. So would I. Yeah, I still would love to see it. I just don't know if any. Well, the three of us would like to see it. Oh yeah, I go. Yeah, and maybe you're right. That just there isn't a lot of no one sticks with it long enough. All mm-hmm. right. Well, moving on. All right. So when we come back, our story we can't get enough of is uh, really a surprise. And let's give away. Our Sarah Bareilles tickets next, uh, come right when we come back. This is Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. What's her next line? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a mess. It's Friday. Okay, so um, we have our last pair of tickets to give away to the Sarah Bareilles concert at the Excel next October. Um, and the tickets went on sale this morning. If you do not win and still want to see your people, absolutely think she's fantastic. So Donnie's going to play a voice. And after that, you can call on the first one to get it right, gets the tickets. The number is 651-641-1071. So here you go. Well, I mean, you know, it was um, something that I really, you know, invested in, mattered to so many people that it was not, it was something personal became not the most personal thing, yeah. which is awesome because to share that is great. I know this voice, but I'm having, okay. mm, oh no. Holly? That's challenging. No, I don't know who that is. Well, we'll find out. out. Okay. Okay. All right. Thinking it. Oh, I'm not supposed to be waiting. Because <laughs> yeah, no. I'm still you don't try- get to win the tickets. No, no I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out who that is. I don't well, know. We'll, we'll find out if you don't know. All right. Well, in the meantime, what we have to look forward to on Sunday morning on CBS, which is really a delightful magazine, although I feel like they're getting too pop culture lately. I thought they used to do, it used to be really unique, hidden stories that weren't so mainstream. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've, taken a turn in probably the last six months and they're way more pop culture-y. Sure. So they're going to do a profile in their money section about um, Chris 
Jenner, who is the mother of the Kardashians and the Jenner girls, um, and Rob. Well, naturally. And Rob. And, there's always and, Rob. And then there's Rob yeah. selling his socks. And really, she was instrumental in, you know, revising uh, Jenner. What was his first name? Bruce Jenner Bruce at the Jenner, time. Right. At the time, his career and making figuring out how to monetize him. And she's responsible for turning the sex tape of Kim Kardashian and uh, Ray J. Yeah. Into a gazillion dollar empire. Yeah. And really is brilliant. So if they're covering pop culture and they're covering money, then Kris Jenner is the perfect person to profile. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so here's what she's talking about. Um, they're asking her about, you know, how do they manage the schedule for the girls um, or the women who all have millions of followers on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And she basically just says that my daughters are constantly getting offers to post something for a company, a brand or social media. And um, so they have a fee for a post, a fee for a story, a fee for a Facebook or a fee for you know what, but there's a fee schedule in place per child per event. Yep, and um, they have hundreds of millions of followers on social media. They have so much power when you kind of think about it. And she says, I mean, it's definitely six figures. That's like a starting point. Well, and if you're so, looking at CNBC back in July of last year. Kylie Jenner reportedly makes $1 million per paid Instagram post or has the potential to make that right. much. So that's huge business. And when she um, said something bad about Snapchat, yes, they lost so much money as a result of that in that quarter. I mean, they really are influential. Donnie, do we have a winner? We sure do. We're going to talk to Brittany from St. Anthony. Here is the voice. I mean, you know, it was um, something that I really, you know, invested in mattered to so many people that it was not, it was something personal became not the most personal thing, yeah. which is awesome because to share that is great. All right. Oh, why can't I think of who this uh, is? Brittany, tell Julia Brittany, who that who is. Brittany, it? It's Kristen Stewart. Yes. Oh. Kristen Stewart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> who are you going to take yes. to Sarah Bareilles? Oh gosh, hi, my best friend, Emily. You're going to have fun. Very nice. Thanks I'm for listening, so honey. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Take Thank care. you. Thanks. Bye-bye, Brittany. How fun is that? Yeah. Super Kristen fun. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. What was she investing in? Oh, uh, She was talking about Twilight. Oh, the Twilight the movie yes. series. Twilight. Okay. Throwing it so, back. Think of how much that is. Yeah. And wow. they're fairly selective lately, following the Kardashian oh. and the Jenners on Instagram. Now, I say that being like, okay, they do some of those Instagram posts for the teas and the well, weird candies. Well, this is where they got in and trouble, stuff. and this yep. is what she said about pharmaceutical. Um, they charge way more for pharmaceutical things because it's something that you're going to drink, ingest, or put into your body where there has to be a photo. And we've seen them do the shakes and the fasting and whatever else they're doing. Yep. Because they can get in trouble for them. Yeah. You oh, know. And they have gotten in trouble in the past, too, for a couple of their other endorsements. At one point in time, they had a credit card, a Kardashian credit card that was charging oh, yeah. insane interest yeah, rates. I remember that. That just went away right away. So that yeah. for everything, every time that the Kardashian. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
Kardashians and the Jenners have succeeded. There are about five things that have failed. Wow. Can you just imagine? Nope. Making a million dollars mm-hmm. per Instagram post? Mm-hmm. No, I actually can't. <laughs> I really no, either can I. Can't. In an interview with the New York Times um, last month, Kim Kardashian, 38, said she only represents products that she actually uses. She also said that she accepts these endorsements for the sake of her family, which will grow to six when their fourth child, I think, is, I kind of think it's going to be a girl. I think reportedly, yes. And I think that the baby is due sometime in May. Yeah. And if there is work that is really easy, it doesn't take away from our kids. And it's a, that's a huge priority for her. And she really, she seems like a really good mom to me. If um, someone is faced with the same job opportunities, I think they would maybe consider it. You're going to get backlash from people all the time. They know it. Um, But she doesn't want to live in the negative energy energy space, which is smart. But her mom, boy, unbelievable. Well, yeah, she's a smart businesswoman. And she's been able to get in on the ground on a new phenomenon. Because when the Kardashians started, even the sex tape stuff, there was no social media outside of really Friendsters, maybe MySpace a little bit. I don't remember the exact date of the sex tape. But they're smart and doing the app games and the endorsements and just being able to monetize themselves, their persona. I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, Donnie has posted a really kind of a cute picture of John Shamos. Shamos. John, <laughs> Try again. John Shamos. John Stamos. Oh, thank you. Stamos. <laughs> Posing as Elvis in the white suit yes. that Donnie wore famously. I did. In Las Vegas. Sure did. <laughs> How did that work out for you, when Donnie? We, it was great. When I love we being were Elvis. At, when we did our broadcast from? The, oh, it was an old. It was, yep. Emporium, no. What was that called? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh. What, the Imperial Palace? Yes, the Imperial Palace. Yes, Thank and you, they Molly. had the, the old car collection there. That's right. They had the oldest yep. car collection there, huge. And they had the dealers that dressed as celebrities. They had celebrity dealers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we did crazy shows. That was so much fun. <laughs> but it's him with his little son, Billy Christopher, on his first birthday. It's about the cutest picture. Well, that is really cute. If you are going to take a photograph, your your little baby, why not do it in an Elvis one-piece jumpsuit? That's so cute. He's all shook yeah. up. I love it. Oh, thanks I love for it. that one, Other Julia. things that nice are posted. One. Now, this, this kind of will make you smile. The Secret Life of Pets. Oh, got to see it. What? I love the first one. I got to oh, see the secret. Honestly, yeah. I quit animation, this, you know, when I this is when, you're, when your time was but done. I, but I... These the recent ones. There's one that Hugh Jackman's in. Um, oh, that's uh, uh, starts today. Yeah, uh, it's it's about the like the, uh, the we'll look uh, missing up. link. Missing link. The Bigfoot missing movie link. is yeah. out Bigfoot today. Movie, yeah. yeah, and that looks so cute because mm-hmm. that movie didn't work with computer animation. It was hand-drawn animation. Oh, okay. They're doing, I think they might be doing clay, clay. work with Missing Link. And oh, it's okay. so cool. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis is yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, you like Isle of Dogs, Julia, which I is hand-clay movement stuff. It's so. so much more interesting than the digital stuff. You know, it's like I, I agree. Pets works on an adult and a kid level. Yeah. Some of the dialogue kids won't get it's kind of fun all right so when we come back it's interesting things about uh musicians we'll be right back this is Lori and julia my talk 1071 
our friends who are listening from Coachella. Yeah. The festival started oh. this weekend. We know you're on the Ferris wheel. Hello. And before, hello. Before you go into the rave tent. <laughs> hello. You're getting a little quality programming uh-huh. in your pocket. We're jealous that you're in the sunshine. Oh. Someone was in Las Vegas like on Monday and it was 90 degrees and they came back here in a snowstorm. I'm like, ah. Well, that's April for you. Weather whiplash. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the Minnesota Zoo announced their uh, 2019 lineup. And this is, and if you have never been to hear a concert at the zoo, it's just a wonderful treasure. It's in an amphitheater that's not too big. The space is so beautiful. The sun rises, sunsets behind it. It's on a little platform that yeah. looks like it's on a lake a little pond mm-hmm. if you haven't gone this is the year to go it is so it's going to be um a lot of good stuff sue mclean and associates are launching it's the 27th annual there's going to be um let's see 22 shows for 2019 down a couple from last year and they've got things for everybody so if you're um a gen wire they have a Pop 2000 tour with O-Town, um, oh. Aaron Carter, oh my gosh. Uh, Lance Bass of InSync. <laughs> oh, Psych- just Lance? Uh-huh. Just Lance? Oh, Another lonely. flashback show is going to be for the 80 Brit Rockers, the Psychedelic Furs and Furs and James. Well, that sounds fun. Um, they're going to kick off on June 1st, my mom's birthday, with the Cactus Blossoms. Um, I like them. They're Twin Cities Brothers. Suburbs are going to be performing. That one's going to sell out. Songwriter Mason Jennings. Uh, Johnny Lang is always there, and blues is a big deal. Taj Mahal, Big Head Todd and the Monsters, Robert Craban, uh, Kenny Lattimore. So there's a lot of people to go see. Yeah. Roseanne no, Cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's great. Josh Ritter, Matt Kearney, and then who else is going to be there? The Dukes, Bella Flack, Custer's Tower of Power. Oh, they're uh, good. They're great. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bell and Sebastian yes. is going to be there. Yeah, well, they're that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Now, yes. that's the show that I would go see out of all the shows that are going to be at the Minnesota that's Zoo this the year. One? That's the one. What do they sound like? Uh, they're poppy. They're from Scotland, kind of mid-2000s pop rock. They're very fun. Oh, I fun. very much like them a lot. All so, right. Yeah. That is going on. Now, I thought this was really interesting. Now, if you guys remember a couple... Years ago, let's see. Um, I don't know. I think it was it was in England in 2017 in Manchester when Ariana Grande gave a had a concert there, and the fans when they were leaving were attacked at the entryway. Um, yeah, and just so many people died. Yeah, just, it was just terrible. 22 people died at the Manchester yep. attack at Ariana Grande's concert. So she has come out and posted on her Instagram story. Um, what happened to her is um, 50 people were injured, too, from the bombing, and they went back a year later to do a big, huge benefit for the families. Yes. And she said when she got home from tour, I had really wild, dizzy spells, this feeling like I couldn't breathe. I would be in a good mood, fine and happy. Then it would hit me out of nowhere. I've always had anxiety, but it had never been physical before. There were a couple months straight where she felt so upside down. And that she cried en- endlessly and barely spoke for days. So she's come out now talking about brain scans that she has had done that identify her brain as a brain that's suffering from PSTD. PTSD. Yeah, I always say that wrong. <laughs> Post-traumatic distress yeah. yes. disorder. And yeah. here's what PTSD is. It lays out four main ways that a person may experience this after trauma. Reliving the event, avoiding things that remind you of the event, having more negative thoughts and feelings than before, feeling on edge. So those are the things. And so this um, doctor has come up with a way 
Um, Dr. Daniel Amen, he's a psychiatrist and a brain scan specialist, developed technology that was used in Ariana Grande's brain scans mm-hmm. to um, talk about what a healthy brain looks like and then what a brain looks like when it's suffering from PSTD and different areas light up. Yeah. And oh, hers okay. is hers is similar of those that suffer from PTSD. Yeah. And it's um, a Hallmark diamond shape, I guess. It's really kind of interesting and and people are really thrilled with her for destigmatizing, you know, mental illness. So many people are talking about it. So yeah, wonderful. So people well, have been suffering. Yeah. yeah, and she posted these photographs on her Instagram story. So it's it says hilarious and terrifying, not a joke. So then it says a healthy brain, PTSD brain. And then she puts a photograph of a scan of her brain which is lit up in the way that a brain that is experiencing PTSD Right is so she's out there. She's sharing this. She's being really honest about it. I I really think this is cool. And and what this doctor is saying is that trauma leaves a lasting impact on your brain, and you can see it with this spect imaging. Mm-hmm. You can treat it with medication and therapy, but without the pictures in the past, it, they felt like they're throwing arrows in the dark. You know, like let's try this, let's try that. Yeah. Right, and that um, people are diagnosed with the symptoms, but you don't know what's going on. And by having this map of the brain it 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 obviously makes it easier to work with but i thought this was interesting they say that um ariana grande's diamond shape which they say is common with ptsd it's overactive blood flow to a few main areas and they show how trauma impacts the brain um where four areas of the brain become overactive which drives negative thoughts to loop Mm-hmm. And what they say, the brain's like gear shift to get you in and out of things wow. um, for controlling emotional response is overactive and people just get stuck in the loop of negative and disaster feelings. Mm-hmm. So trauma loops. Yeah. I just thought this is fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if this helps anyone, well, um, but you kind of wonder what I've always wondered what it would, how it manifests itself. And it's just interesting to have this thing when you think about people who are suffering from it. It's a great image to think trauma is just continually looping in their brain. Well, and I think that the visualization of these brain scans is important to contextualize that this is something neurologically that is happening in the brain. And And validate it. Well, yeah, and you can see it and it's happening and it's real, it's physiological, it's neurological, and that the study of the brain, we are just beginning to understand Mm -hmm. how the brain works. Oh, Fascinating. Yes, We're thank call, you for you the know, science lesson. The neurologist is coming in later to help us out. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if that's, if you well, don't want to... Oh, I was going to tell you. Tell me. Who is she going to be working with? Well, we don't know, but Ariana Grande, by the way, she's also in the news because she's going to be headlining Coachella this Sunday night and the following Sunday night. But there's a rumor out there that Ariana Grande may be teaming up with the guys from InSync. You think that all five former members of InSync are going to join Ariana Grande um, on stage on Sunday night? I even now this <laughs> I rumor. Love this. Yeah, now this rumor was sparked 
by a couple of uh, cryptic Instagram posts or a Twitter post, excuse me, by Ariana Grande, where she was throwing it back. She posted a picture of herself and her mom at an NSYNC concert back in the day. And then she also posted a picture of herself doing some choreography to NSYNC's Tearing Up My Heart. You're tearing up my heart. So she was doing some original. Yeah, doing some original choreography to that. And the caption was the best medicine 90s baby. Now, so those are two pieces of evidence that Ariana Grande might be teaming up with NSYNC on Sunday. Her manager, Scooter Braun, also tweeted earlier this week, Coachella, you have no idea what's coming. Mm. So that meaning that Coachella, and it has been for at least like the past like five or six years where the headlining acts at Coachella, it's huge. Remember Baychella last year? I mean, that was just, that was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That was like one of the great live performances of all time. So Ariana Grande being the biggest act in pop music, I think that Justin Timberlake's at a point in his career where he would maybe be open Mm. And benefit. Being, well, thank you. Yeah. And benefit. <laughs> and his ego might finally realize. Well, he that's might. what I think would stop him. It, was, it would be his ego. Well, it was the ego, and his ego uh, could benefit. She's performing Sunday night at yeah. ten thirty. Oh this my is, gosh! This is the big act on Sunday yeah. night. I think that there's something to this. I would and, love it. And I think that we're ready for, I think that all five members, and bless Joey Tone's heart, he's been ready since 1999 to get Those back Lance with NSYNC and Lance Bass. <laughs> and the other guys. And the other guys. <laughs> Chris, Chris and uh, JC. 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 Look at JC Chazaz. Thank Chazaz. you. I think that all five of them at this point, because Justin Timberlake's always been the snooty one who's like, mm, I'm it's just It's always too- him. And when he had his big thing at the Grammys and he got like the 10 minute show that he got to do and NSYNC popped up for like, 30 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. I loved InSync. Were you InSync or Backstreet Boys? InSync. InSync? Mm-hmm. Donnie, I know you have a preference. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> what were you? InSync. Uh, oh, totally InSync. Backstreet Boys were, were a, little, everything. a little soft yeah. for me. They were a little, like, maybe mm. that's what your, like, mom is jamming out to when she picks you up from carpool <laughs> a little yeah. bit. But InSync, they had the dance songs, the pop songs. Donnie, we might make you find some. Find what? In sync Some songs. In-sync. Oh, maybe. Sure. Why you going hanging around with those? Uh, uh, we listen to the Scar the Boys and I. Oh yeah, yeah, dirty pop. So this would just hit right all the right notes. So I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Obviously, until Sunday night when Ariana Grande hits the stage, whether or not this is true. But fingers crossed. Well, there's a big. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about the InSync documentary that is happening. Um, and Lance Bass has been out talking about that as well as, oh gosh, Melissa Etheridge and Chelsea Handler were in the clubhouse last night and we're going to be hearing from them. I thought some interesting things. We'll be right back. was produced by Lance Bass and directed by a gentleman named Aaron Kirkle is called The Boy Band Con. And in the 90s, a gentleman named Ron Perlman, Lou Perlman, oh, excuse me, Lou Perlman, um, had, at one point, he had, um, he had the Backstreet Boys, O-Town, and NSYNC under his umbrella. Right. To say the least, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. And he had other stuff too, but he... In sync, when he put these manufactured boy bands together before, you know, we even had any of the singing competitions or anything that we've seen after it. Right. 
he sent these kids to Europe and they pounded the pavement to get the steps to get in sync, basically. Mm -hmm. They did show after show after show, got bigger and bigger for years, like three or four years, I think they were there, when they were really teenagers and young. And that's where they did all the music. They Mm -hmm. went to Sweden and worked with all the producers. The producers there. So what happened is they thought, they at one point were so excited because they're really going to get a paycheck because they want a really limited amount of money um, that they got paid, and then they were ready for the big check. Right. Yeah. What and happened? He, he gave them $10,000 each. He kept 90%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and gave them 10. And that's when they uh, all were just like WTF, oh, and they went and hired attorneys. This, the Lou Perlman was part of scamming scams. Way He goes way back in the scamaranda and hedge fund scams. So many different things. Well, but he ran one of the largest and longest running Ponzi schemes mm-hmm. in history, Lou Pearlman. Yes, he did. Before this, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, before Bernie Madoff, there was Lou Pearlman. And he, of course, well, he, he was it. He was sentenced um, for a 25-year sentence. He died in prison in 2016. He was convicted eventually of fraud and money, money laundering. And so this new movie, this documentary that's out, is called The Boy Band Con. And I would really be curious, where is it showing? Do you know? It's on YouTube. So this is a YouTube original, and the whole thing is streaming right now. So you can go check out the Boy Band Con, the Lou Perlman story. No charge, right? No charge. Okay. Nope, it's totally free. I mean, I think you might have to watch some advertisements in it. No, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, you know, and what I've heard from this documentary is if you already are very familiar with the story of Lou Perlman and his Ponzi schemes and right. how he was involved with the bands, it's basically telling the same story. Uh, there's not, there aren't many new uh, revelations in this. However, if you don't know the story of Lou it's- Perlman and the, Lan- and the Backstreet Boys and in think it's fascinating then you want to watch it and i don't think though they're getting into some of the more um salacious allegations against lou perlman that that would be of him and uh sexually assaulting members of these bands yeah. too so and, they don't get into that yeah. in okay. this documentary because that happened well with, allegedly, allegedly that with, happened allegedly with m- many members of these bands yep. i think that only there's only one guy and he's passed away now he was a member of lfo they had that one big song and he said that uh, he only received a fraction of the money owed to him and that lou perlman wanted to quote bang everybody he told this to howard mm-hmm. stern back in the uh, 2009 and that uh, lou perlman had attempted to seduce him multiple times and then he also, Rich Cronin of LFO, alleged that those who did oblige Perlman were looked after in a way that those were not. Right. So that's not going to be addressed in this documentary, which, quite frankly, I think is a missed opportunity. Well, maybe or maybe not. I just think with, you know, we have Leaving Neverland. Yeah, we're know. having dialogue in the culture in a way that, uh, you know, maybe could shed light on this story and uh, in a way that it hasn't yet. But. It's not going to in this right. documentary, but nonetheless, seems like it's fascinating. I haven't had well, a chance to check it out. No, Lance Bass said that um, there were good times were amazing. It was amazing to reflect and go back and live that life again while he was putting together and working on the documentary. He knew it was going to be emotional, but in the end, it was cathartic because he now has forgiveness in his heart for Lou. Um I didn't know I was holding in a lot of ill feelings towards the whole situation, so I really feel at peace with it now. His last memory of Lou was in court. They were on one side, he was in the other. No one met eyes, but that was the last time they saw him. I never saw him smile since that day. And I guess um, 
you know, holding on to some, I think, you know, reflecting back, and I bet it would be cathartic because if you hold on to negative feelings, it's so bad for you. Mm-hmm. It's so unhealthy, yeah. people. Yeah, get rid of it. Well, Lance so, Bass says, and he was talking to E! News about this documentary, that he kind of did the rough math. And, Lu- and Lance Bass said that if he was doing calculations, he lost out on about $100 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, they As made result, just him? Just him. You have no idea how much money these kids yeah, made. NSYNC was a billion-dollar business oh, at the I, time. I did not know that. And oh. so they did oh. not get their share. I mean, the Lou Perlman oh. cuts them a $10,000 check on a billion dollars. Their yeah. band alone is bringing in a billion dollars to Transcontinental Records. Hmm. So it's like, okay, we got to cut ties with this mm-hmm. guy. So... It's 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 amazing. They were so big. Do you remember how big they were? I bought a, uh, I think of what do you call it when people used to make albums or a CD? No, but people who shouldn't have been. Oh, pirating! I pirated oh. somehow, <laughs> somehow because I remember this on Canal Street. I don't know why. I somehow felt like I had a pirated cassette or something. A pirated cassette. Of insane, I think like so. a no strings attached of an album or something. Somehow I had one that wasn't okay. the real one, All right. and yeah. I thought I was buying yeah. the real one. And um, on Canal well, Street, nothing is it, real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, the album "No Strings Attached" is a direct reference of them cutting ties yes. from Lou Pearlman. That was that was uh, their right. first album with the new record company. Yes. Mm. Oh gosh, it. I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> I but I Justin would get. Now we're wrapping it back around. We're talking about Insync, and if. Uh, in that Ariana Grande is headlining Coachella on Sunday night. If he shows up with the other guys, because the other guys have been willing to do it, they're all doing all right. Joy Fatone's the one that I think needs the money the most. Oh, and Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. has a real estate business in Florida or something that he's... I follow. <laughs> you follow, you follow him? Chris you Chris Kirkpatrick? No, you but I know all the intimate details I, of Chris Kirkpatrick. I know where they are, because sometimes they do that where are they now oh, kind of oh, thing. Okay. You know what I mean. Well, um, I think that all of the NSYNC members would be willing to do this, including Justin Timberlake. I know that he's doing his Man of the Woods concert. We should check in what part of the country Justin Timberlake is hanging out in. Well, that would, yeah, that would be, that would be something good. So we're just, we're reminiscing about our boy bands, people. Yes. What we like, what we don't like. Well, that's all going on. Um, We have Chelsea. No, we don't have time for it. All right. Um, Charlie Sheen has spoken out about his sobriety and has a new interview and the obstacles he faced. And he said that I think he's a year and four months sober or something. But he was talking about um, how how horrible it was. And um, to this day, he says, I'm not sure I how I created such chaos and wound up in that headspace. Remember drinking tiger blood and oh, winning? Yeah. And then Ann Tressler actually who was going to be on with us, but she couldn't make it today. Um, she saw him in concert with her husband in Chicago. His speaking tour during the whole Remember Tiger Blood what, thing. How great, yeah. just to witness it, kind of. Winning! Oh, yeah, oh and um, that winning thing. Remember, Donnie, that <laughs> oh, whole thing? Gosh. We're like, what is going on yeah, here? It was the crazy loop. Did he come here? No, he was in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Okay. He may have. I even have a T-shirt that says winning, but he said, I don't know. Um, it's as though there was some alien or demonic possession going on in my head. Uh-huh. And um, he talked about, I couldn't get my daughter to an appointment that she had because he was too drunk to drive. I don't mm. drink and drive ever. I never had a DUI, but I was like, wow, I am not even responsible enough to be available for my children's need 
and needs. And that was the next day that he woke up and said, today's the day I'm not drinking anymore. Mm. So, um, Yikes. I know <laughs> he says he can't believe how bad he was on two and a half men. The people that were there, they were just doing their jobs. Yeah. yeah. And you know, when I think about anger management, when Selma Blair, Blair, Blair she was probably struggling with MS symptoms because Might have been. she was yeah. his wife on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fired and he, her. he fired her and he yeah. was evil and mean to her. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she was going through that at the time. But he just says, oh, my word. What was wrong with me? So he's being reflective yeah. in the season of his life. Yeah. Well, he's sober. Yeah. He's sober. You know, he um, is real fortunate to be sober. And he says, I'm happy to be sober and alive and to be present and be able to be in my kids' lives, because he's got four. Yeah. Bob and Billy or something. And uh, the, twins. the twins. The twins. Yeah, he yeah. has two twins, and Denise, the children with Denise yeah. Richards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you think I'm, he's going to be on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? He's welcome to. All right. We'll see. They don't need him. They've got Maybe. too much going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. They've got too much going on. All right, stay with us. Coming up next hour, uh, there's a, a film festival going on in the Twin Cities, and we're going to talk to someone, Body by Jake. Jake is uh, one of the executive producers. He'll be on with us later. We'll be right back.